Welcome back to the Community Online Podcast. This week, we're joined by co-founding pastor John Ferguson as we conclude the series, Jesus Is. Remember, you can always find us on Sundays streaming live at communityonline.tv. We hope to see you there. Quick question. Can you tell me where on this map I might find the Republic of Malasia? It is somewhere on this map. Any idea where it might be? The Republic of Malasia consists of a three-bedroom house and a 1.3-acre yard just outside of Dayton, Nevada. Uh, The Republic is run by Kevin Baugh, but he would prefer you call him his excellence, Kevin Baugh. After all, he has an impressive khaki military-style uniform with six big medals, a gold braid, epaulets on the shoulders, and a blue, white, and green sash. Oh, and of course, he tops it off with a general's cap that includes a starburst over the bill. According to an article in the Chicago Tribune, he has a space program, which is a model rocket, a currency pegged to the value of chocolate chip cookie dough, a railroad, model size that is, a national sport, broom ball, and in his landlocked desert region, a navy, (laughs) an inflatable boat. Uh, The newspaper goes on to say, Baugh, a 45-year-old father of two, is a micro-nationalist one of a wacky band of do-it-yourself nation builders who raise flags over their front yards and declare their property to be, as Bob puts it, the kingdom of me. The kingdom of me. Well, I want you to think about Bob's kingdom of me as we conclude our series, Jesus Is. Now, we began on Easter Sunday celebrating the fact that Jesus is alive. He overcame the power of sin and death. And because of that, we can find purpose in this life and hope for the life to come. Two weeks ago, we talked about how Jesus is gentle and that in him, we can find grace and mercy and an opportunity for a new beginning. And then last week, we looked at the fact that Jesus is humble. And because of his humility, we can find him approachable. We can come into his presence with confidence, knowing he will welcome us. Uh, These qualities made Jesus irresistible to the 12 he called to follow him as his closest disciples. And yet, the intimacy of their relationship did not overshadow another aspect of his being that they also came to recognize. They also recognized Jesus as their king. And Jesus' kingship has implications, not just for Kevin Baugh's kingdom of me, but for you and for me. Well, what does this kingdom mean to us? Well, let's talk about what his kingship means to us. As king, Jesus is worthy of worship. Jesus is worthy of worship. We don't have to look very hard in scripture to see an example of the worship Jesus deserves. Uh, The God of creation left behind heaven to be with us on earth, and his arrival as a humble child was met with an extraordinary expression of worship. Uh, Matthew, the former tax collector turned follower of Jesus, tells us about a small group of magi who were seeking out this promised king of the Jews whom they'd heard was coming. When they found him, they were overcome with reverence for this child king. Matthew describes it this way. On coming to the house, they saw the child with his mother Mary, and they bowed down and worshiped him. Then they opened their treasures and presented him with gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Here we see kingly worship modeled by the Magi. Their worship was was more than merely going through the motions. Their worship and the gifts they offered matched their understanding of the one they were worshiping. Gold held immense value, 
was particularly associated with royalty and nobility. The burning of frankincense was typically reserved for worshiping a god, and myrrh, myrrh was a key ingredient in the spice mixture that people used to prepare bodies from burial. And you see, each gift represented a key aspect of Jesus' life and mission. As king, Jesus is worthy of worship. And, and, and not just a going through the motions type of worship, but a heartfelt worship that reflects a deep understanding of who he is and, and what he has done for us. Yes, because Jesus is king, he is worthy of worship. As king, Jesus is also worthy of trust. Kings are given the task of caring for and protecting their people. And, and this requires trust that a king is both willing and able to do so, that he acts according to the good of his people. In Mark's account of Jesus' life, there's an incredibly powerful story where Jesus demonstrates his trustworthiness. Uh, one night, Jesus was in a boat with his closest followers, headed away from the crowds to rest for the night. And Jesus is so tired, he falls asleep in the boat. And then it happens. A huge storm rises up and nearly sinks the boat. Uh, the disciples, they're in full panic mode. And Jesus, well, he's still sleeping. They wake him up and he simply says, quiet, be still. And there is total calm. The storm stops. And then he turns to his followers, his disciples, and asks them, why are you afraid? Where is your faith? And all they could muster up was a question. Who is this? You see, King Jesus was declaring in an undeniable way that his rule transcends our natural understanding. He wasn't just offering protection, but also clearly demonstrating his ability to handle anything this world would send our way. I've shared something about this before, but in the spring of 2020, I had a sort of boat in the middle of a storm season in my own life. And it was a really tough time. Um, suddenly tasks that were second nature just seemed daunting. Uh, opportunities I once enjoyed and looked forward to were completely overwhelming. I mean, I was waking up earlier than ever, and I'm already an early riser, but during this season, honestly, I was just waking up anxious, and I was just looking for a way to make it through the day. I'd never experienced anything like that before, ever. I mean, I, I've been walking with Jesus pretty much my whole life, and just seemingly out of nowhere, I started to wonder if I was ever going to feel like I used to or feel normal. I mean, like the disciples, I was fearful, just wanting God to do something. Uh, late that spring, I, I sought some professional counseling, worked on my physical health, and, and truly just refocused on my relationship with Jesus, seeking to ensure that he really was at the center. And I gotta tell you, I found him there. He was, he was there for me. And, you know, I, I still have those same scary feelings on occasion. But, you know, one thing I learned during that time is that King Jesus is like no other. And he doesn't leave me alone in the stormiest of moments. Um, he's always with me. And he is absolutely worthy of my trust. Well, as king, uh, Jesus is also worthy of our allegiance. You know, as a king is charged with the responsibility of caring for and protecting his people, the king's subjects are expected to offer their full allegiance. Uh, when Jesus walked the earth, people hoped that he would truly be the king they were waiting for. They didn't just believe this, though. They embodied this belief through their actions. Uh, look at what happened when Jesus was about to enter Jerusalem. Here's what we read. 
When they brought the colt to Jesus and threw their cloaks over it, he sat on it. Uh, Many people spread their cloaks on the road, while others spread branches they had cut in the fields. Those who went ahead and those who followed shouted, Hosanna, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Blessed is the coming kingdom of our father, David. Hosanna in the highest heaven. Now, you don't spread cloaks on the road, especially in the dusty Middle East for a friend or even a respected senior member of your family. This is how you welcome a king. I mean, historically, the spreading of garments and waving of branches represents royal homage or a public declaration of allegiance to a king or ruler. And while it's unlikely that everyone in the city recognized Jesus as king, the disciples and others who participated in this saw Jesus as the true king of the Jews. This truly was a royal reception. And then the shouts of Hosanna. I mean, they were both a a prayer and a praise. It was a joyful asking of God to save his people and establish his kingdom now. Jewish hopes for a future deliverance from their current oppression ran high during this season. And so there's no doubt, this welcome of Jesus was a public declaration of allegiance to a new king. So we see that King Jesus was worthy of worship, worthy of trust, and worthy of allegiance. And each of these would require a measure of faith. Uh, They worshiped Jesus, believing he truly was God in human form. They trusted Jesus, even if they didn't understand everything that was happening or how he was able to do all that he did. And they publicly declared their allegiance to this king, even though it could cost them their very lives. So what does this really mean for us? I mean, how should we interact with this king? Well, because Jesus is king, we are called to worship him. Yeah, just like the Magi, we too come face to face with this king and we can respond in worship. And our worship should come from a a deep place in our soul, knowing it is him who makes it possible for us to find our way back to God. And our worship should be energized by the awe and wonder of a God who has lavished love on us. We worship him because in him we find hope, we find meaning, we find purpose. Now, I don't know about you, but see, too often my worship can get derailed when I focus on me instead of him. Ever have that problem? Yeah, sometimes I might think to myself, you know, if we could just sing this song instead of that one, or or if only my circumstances were better, it'd be easier for me to worship him. Or, you know, I'm just a little tired right now. I'll, I'll make time for worship later on. And the remedy for a lack of true worship is is not more discipline necessarily. It's really a refixing, I think, our gaze on Jesus, who he is and all that he has done. Because Jesus is worthy of our worship. Well, because Jesus is king, we are also called to trust him. I mean, we all have moments in our lives that are stormy, right? It just happens. Times when it feels like maybe the whole world is crashing down. Uh, Moments where Anxiety seems out of control. Relationships fail. We might lose a job. Or maybe the car breaks down again. Or maybe it's a moment when you don't know how you're going to pay the bills. Or you might just feel utterly hopeless and all alone. And it's precisely in these moments that we have the chance to trust him as our king, to take confidence that he sees and cares deeply for us and that his promises are true. I mean, to truly believe that he will never leave us even in the darkest storm. So yes, we are called to trust him. And finally, 
because Jesus is king, we are to declare our allegiance to him. We are to declare our allegiance to him. You know, uh, many times with the best of intentions, we can make the decision to follow Jesus simply about praying a prayer. But see, full allegiance to God is not about crossing a line or a one-time decision or some sort of fire insurance. No, see, finding your way back to God is about declaring your allegiance to Jesus as king and following him in the ways of his kingdom as part of his kingdom community. Now, we may not go to the extreme of the guy we talked about earlier. We may not wear a khaki military-style uniform or draw boundaries to indicate our sovereign territory, but don't we often build a kingdom of me? I mean, the kingdom of me is established when we you know, live by our own laws, play by our own rules, and quietly regard ourselves as his excellency or her majesty. And we fail to realize the truth of these words from the apostle Paul when he writes, for he, God, has rescued us from the dominion of darkness. He's rescued us from the kingdom of me, thank goodness, and brought us into the kingdom of the son he loves. Full allegiance is a decision to surrender my kingdom under me to Jesus' kingdom over me. Let me say that again. Full allegiance is a decision to surrender my kingdom under me to Jesus' kingdom over me. It's publicly declaring that my life is no longer my own because I am called to a radical following of Jesus no matter the cost. You know, as we were talking about what it looks like to find your way back to God and to declare Jesus as king, one of the first people to come to mind was Patrick O'Connell. Here's Patrick's story. My name is Patrick O'Connell, and I'm the global director of New Thing. I'm also on staff right here at Community. I did not grow up in the church. I was born Catholic, but really just a cultural Catholic. And when my parents got divorced when I was 12, we really never went to church after that. And then at a really hard season of my life, a dark season of my life, when I was in my early 30s, uh, we had connected with a group of people in our neighborhood, and we went to some neighborhood parties. And one of the women and my wife, Nancy, became really great friends. And that woman and her family went to community on a fairly regular basis. And she invited us to church. Of course, I was not going to church and refused to go to church, but my wife did. For four years, she went to church without me, which as I look over my shoulder now, that's a little embarrassing. But those were years that I needed to see and watch her transformation. And it was her testimony about the messages and about the connection and about small groups at community that really made a difference in her life. And then as that season was becoming more and more dark for me, I agreed to go with her. And I can't quite put my finger on why I went. Now, I'm not gonna tell you that that service changed my life, but it started a series of events, of connecting points that I can clearly identify. And that led first to joining a small group. And that was a big deal for us, especially because at that season in my life, I was very, very reclusive in the sense of not sharing myself, not wanting to be open with anyone. And then I got into leadership. Very soon after, I became a small group apprentice. We were baptized as a family. And then, very shortly thereafter, because I'm that kind of a guy, it was, we're going all in. Our friends, Troy and Janet McMahon, who used to be on staff right here at Community, were going to Kansas City to plant the church. And Troy and Janet were coaches of mine in, a, in our small group ministry. And they asked, would this be something you'd be ever interested in doing? 
going to Kansas City and planting churches with us. It was a scary and exciting and exhilarating and overwhelming season of our lives. Our kids went, obviously, and we moved there as a family with a group of people to start a church just like community to help more people find their way back to God in Kansas City. And that was six or seven years where I did a ton of things as a church planter. And then in 2013, Dave Ferguson called me up and said, hey, I'd uh, like to talk to you about maybe coming back to Chicago. And I said, well, why would I do that? And that set up a series of events that eventually led us back to Chicago, and I became the director of New Thing. New Thing is a catalyst for movements of reproducing churches. Now, what that means is we help start churches just like this one for people just like you, and we do that all over the world. And currently, we're working in 40, 40 countries, and I get a front row seat to see Jesus at work in the lives of leaders everywhere. And this is what I mean by Jesus is King, is now in my life, because I have been able to, to make Jesus King, He is taking me to places I could have never imagined. And that's it. It's not because of who I am. It's not anything special I bring. It's all because I found a way, in my own way, to be obedient and to make Jesus King and Lord of my life. And now, it has been this crazy, wonderful adventure that I don't regret a moment of. Maybe you can relate to what Patrick said. And too often, the version of Jesus you've known or limited yourself to was very small and safe. Um, a Jesus who was more concerned with you obeying some predetermined set of rules than being your king. We want to give you an opportunity to invite Jesus to be the king you worship, the king you trust, and the king to whom you declare your allegiance. Let me be clear, okay? The Jesus we invite you to follow today wants to transform every aspect of your life. Today can be the day you say, yeah, I surrender my kingdom under me to Jesus' kingdom over me. I don't know, it might be that you struggle to worship Jesus as king. And if that's you today, that's okay. Uh, we're gonna sing a song of worship to our king. And let this not just be another song you sing. Let it be your moment to, to wholeheartedly worship him as your king. You, you might wanna raise your hands to heaven or get on your knees to bow. Whatever it means for you to truly worship Jesus as king, don't miss this moment to do that right where you are right now. Maybe for you, it's a matter of trust. And you know deep down, you're holding out in one or more areas of your life. It might be a relationship where you feel like now your only hope is to put your trust in Jesus. It might be with a significant other, a child, a parent, or a friend. Or it could be a secret sin or addiction, and you know you need help. It could be a particular situation. Maybe you are in the midst of a storm right now, and you simply need you need a miracle. That's why we have our prayer team available to pray for you. They would love to pray with you. And finally, for some today, this day might be the day you declare your full allegiance to Jesus as King. Yeah, this can be the moment. You, you put aside any notion of a small and safe Jesus and you make him Lord and King of your life. You say no to me and my kingdom. And you say yes to Jesus and his kingdom because Jesus is king, worthy of our worship, worthy of our trust, and worthy of our allegiance. 
Let us worship our King. We hope you were encouraged and challenged by today's message. If you'd like to take a next step, head to communitychristian.info. If you'd like prayer, please text the word prayer to 331-226-1686 and a member of our prayer team will reach out to you. To give financially to community, head to givenow.cc. Thanks for listening to the Community Online Podcast.